Welcome to Mind Shock. This is Bruce McGuire and Maxwell Powers. And we are going to be discussing quite possibly the earliest photo ever taken of Bigfoot and a Bigfoot body. <laughs> oh, shit. Where's the body? <laughs> We'll get to that. If you like the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. If you like the video, hit the like button. Feel free to share it across social media platforms like our Facebook page. And you can also check us out on Twitter, Reddit, and Patreon. Where's the body? That is a very good question. Now, this case actually encompasses some conspiracy and some uh, very daring behavior by a certain individual in getting proof of Bigfoot. So this is one of the earliest smoking guns or possible smoking guns predating even the Patterson-Gimlin footage. So we are talking 1894 in Canada. <laughs> so this photo was allegedly taken in 1894. What do you think, Maxwell? Um, it looks pretty good. It's interesting. It's different from. I mean, it looks more human than. I don't know. It, it does have a long torso. So the snowshoes, there's snowshoes on the left. So those are some really, really large snowshoes. Yeah, yeah. But even still, even if they're very, very large snowshoes, this particular specimen does not look that big. I mean, it doesn't look like, you know, seven, yeah. eight foot grizzly type Bigfoot that's usually described. So is it possible it's an adolescent Bigfoot? Yeah, it's possible. You know, especially if it kind of wandered too far. But let's get into the backstory of the photo. But, I mean, the photo is definitely quite old. So you see the crease there. And let's go into the details and background to examine its veracity. So this is from Ancient Origins. The oldest Bigfoot photo, a cryptozoology conspiracy. There is an astonishing photo from Canada taken in 1894, which would seem to be the oldest known photograph of Bigfoot. The photo had originally been sent to Tom Biscardi by Lyle Billet of Victoria, Canada. Cryptomundo blogger Lauren Coleman then posted the photo on his website where I saw it. The photo also appears in the updated version of the 1982 book, Bigfoot Casebook by Colin and Janet Board. And this is actually written by David Childress, the famous paranormal, supernatural, ancient alien researcher. So it is said that a picture tells a thousand words, and this photo says a lot. It does not seem to be a fake. The photo is cracked from a fold in the upper quarter. A Sasquatch is lying on the snow with its arms in front so the hairy hands can be seen. The face is hairy, but not very detailed. Snowshoes can be seen at the left edge of the photo. There seems to be a fence and a building on the right side just beneath the crack. The feet of the dead Sasquatch are not seen, cropped out of the right side of the photo. 
The story behind the photo, the story that this photo tells us is that in 1894, in the wilds of Western Canada, some trappers and mountain men encountered a Bigfoot and shot him. It may have happened near their cabin. They took a photograph of it, but there is more. The photo had some writing on the back of it. The back of the photo bore this text. Year 1894, Yalicom River around Liliot, British Columbia. Forestry Hudson Bay Company. They took the picture, and the guy that was in the picture went and stole them back from the forestry records run by the Hudson Bay Company. I believe his last name was Holiday. Don't know the first name. Never took all pictures, only one, and took pictures of the rest, glass plate photography. So this is what's written on the back of the photo. So what do you think? Does that writing look like it's from the year 1894? Uh, yeah, it looks it looks pretty old, or it looks uh, it looks legit. It looks like the back of the photograph. Why? No, I'm just we're just examining it. It, it I mean, it's definitely got a little bit of age to it. But all right, well, let's keep uh, let's keep going here. A cover up. This is very interesting information and confirms what some have suspected for years. There is something of a cover-up going on concerning evidence of Bigfoot. We now get a more complete story. There was more than one photo, and someone named Holiday apparently took the photos or was pictured in one or more of them. He went to the forestry records of the Hudson's Bay Company, where he stole back one of the photos. The number of photos taken of the Bigfoot is not known. We might guess that there were four or five original glass plate photos. So some trappers shot and killed a Bigfoot in 1894, and they worked for the Hudson's Bay Company, Canada's earliest trading company founded in 1670. The Hudson's Bay Company is no ordinary company. It was the de facto government in large parts of North America before European states or the U.S. were able to lay claims to areas in this vast domain. Owners of Rupert's Land. Today it is one of the oldest operating companies in the world. Begun as a fur trading company on the Hudson Bay, it now has its headquarters in the Simpson Tower in Toronto. Or uh, I think as Canadians pronounce it, Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> At one point, the Hudson's Bay Company had its own country of a sort called Rupert's Land. At that time, the Hudson's Bay Company was one of the largest landowners of the world with approximately 15% of the land mass of North America. Rupert's Land consisted of lands that were in the Hudson Bay drainage system, basically the land surrounding any rivers that drained into the Hudson Bay. You know what's interesting, though, for this conspiracy to involve Hudson's Bay Company, I mean, how far-reaching would it have to be? Because, I mean, are all governments in on covering up Bigfoot? Is, are all governments in on covering up aliens? I mean, what, what's the deal here? Um, what does Hudson's Bay Company, what's that what is their purpose? I, I just said it. it. It started as a fur trading company. Uh, and it owned, um, a lot of, it owned a lot of land. And it then it um, just it, it went to just an overall trading company 
trading everything, basically. And it was the de facto government because there was no other organization there that organized anything or ran anything. So they were basically the government. All right, well, let me, let me get a little bit more into it. It was named after the first governor of the company, Prince Rupert of the Rhine, who was a nephew of Britain's King Charles I. The governor and the Company of Adventurers of England Trading, that's a good name for a company, comprised the original group that chartered the Hudson's Bay Company. Rupert's Land and the Hudson's Bay Company had their headquarters at the York Factory, a town and fort along the Hayes River leading into Hudson Bay. Once the capital of Rupert's Land, it was closed down by the company in 1957. The Hudson's Bay Company nominally owned Rupert's Land for 200 years until about 1870, some 24 years before this photo was allegedly taken and suppressed. Still, the Hudson's Bay Company was very powerful in 1894 and remains a major fixture in the Canadian economy today as the owner of many of Canada's retail chains such as The Bay, Zellers, Fields, and Home Outfitters. The company has archives located in Winnipeg, Manitoba, said to be a collection of the company's records and maps. Does it include some Bigfoot photos? That is what the writing scribbled on this Bigfoot photo suggests. Where is all the evidence? One has to wonder if this photo is genuine, why was it not published many years ago and featured in every Bigfoot book written since 1894? Here we have what seems to be some pretty solid evidence of Bigfoot Sasquatch that is just what the scientific community says they are looking for. In fact, the, these folks from the Hudson's Bay Company not only have some photos of the dead Bigfoot, but at one time, say the photos, they actually had a dead Bigfoot. We are talking here about Bigfoot steaks, Bigfoot fur, a Bigfoot head, Bigfoot paws, and all that. Since the Hudson's Bay Company specialized in dead animals and their fur, one would think that this animal, whatever it was, was carefully skinned and preserved. Was its head mounted and displayed in the den of some chairman of the company? That seems far-fetched today, but perhaps back in 1894, it might have been seen, perhaps surrounded by some secrecy, in some Canadian or British aristocrat's personal collection. Because of my interest in Bigfoot and other hidden animals, I've often asked this question. Why isn't there more evidence of Bigfoot than just stories? Where are the photos and where are the dead bodies that must have been found over the years? I have typically said in an answer to these questions that one does not see a dead bear or mountain lion on the trail when walking through the Rocky Mountains or the Pacific Northwest. Though these animals are known to exist, one rarely sees them at all and never a dead one just lying there in the forest. The carcass would only be there for a few hours, days, or weeks, and many animals that are about to die of old age or disease go off somewhere very far out of the way. But now we have another explanation, one that is startling to the researcher and the skeptic alike, that evidence of Bigfoot, including good photos and preserved bodies, has been gathered but kept a secret. But why, you ask? Why wouldn't the Hudson's Bay Company just publish its photos and display a mummified Bigfoot to gawking tourists in Toronto? Why would the Canadian government, or American or British, suppress evidence of Bigfoot? Don't we live in a transparent society where everything that exists and there are clear photos and bodies of would be shown to the interested viewers around the world? 
Or do we live in a world where some things are suppressed, including evidence of Bigfoot? Add to the suppression of real Bigfoot evidence some hoax Bigfoot cases that everybody can laugh at, and you have a subject that appears to be just fantasy and tall tales. Some things are just too shocking to the status quo. Strange mutations or missing links that make us question traditional religious beliefs or the tenets of mankind's sacred pillars of science and reason. If all the experts and scholars have been so wrong for decades, what are we supposed to believe from them? In the case of this photo, part of a series apparently, a professional photographer must have been involved. Photography until recently was expensive and rare. It required professional photographers with expensive heavy equipment. Having a photograph taken in 1894 was a big deal, glass plate photography being very time-consuming for each individual photo. Taking such photos in the wilderness would have been quite an endeavor. Photography for the common man took many decades to even reach the Kodak, Brownie, and Instamatic periods of the 40s and 60s. Then, finally, common folk would have a simple camera with them to take photos when they were on long camping trips and hikes in remote mountain areas. Looking for Liliad. Also, what of this location in British Columbia? I found that if I searched the internet for the Yalakom River, as written on the back of this photo, what I found was the Yalakom River, with an A instead of an I, which is a tributary to the Bridge River, which is a principal tributary to the Fraser River, a major part of Rupert's land territory. Plus, I was able to find out that the Yalatom River enters the Bridge River near the town of Lilouette, which is apparently the town mentioned as Liliat. So we have two misspellings here. What does that mean? Lilouette is apparently one of the oldest towns in North America. It is so old that its age is not known. It is considered to be one of the oldest continuously inhabited locations in North America, reckoned by archaeologists to have been inhabited for several thousand years. The town attracted large seasonal and permanent population of native peoples because of the confluence of several main streams with the Fraser and also because of a rock shelf just above the confluence of the Bridge River that is an obstacle to the annual migration of salmon, an abundant food source. Did this salmon shelf cause the downfall of our unfortunate Sasquatch shot by a trapper in the employ of the Hudson's Bay Company? According to the information on Lillouette, this natural shelf along the riverbed is an important salmon station on the Fraser Bridge Yalakom River. This rock shelf, known in gold rush times as the Lower Fountain, was reputedly made by the trickster Coyote, leaping back and forth across the river to create platforms for people to catch and dry fish on. This location named Sat or Settle in the native language and known as the Bridge River Rapids or Six Mile in English is the busiest fishing site on the Fraser above its mouth and there are numerous drying racks scattered around the banks of the river canyon around it. Ape Man Tourism. We now have the final scene of the tragic Bigfoot in our photograph. He had come to Lillouette. Liliot, as spelled on the backside of the photo, to get some salmon, which was known to be plentiful 
at this spot. While Native Americans who had lived in the area for thousands of years knew not to bother the Sasquatch that came to this area of plenty, this poor beast was shot and killed by the Europeans now penetrating the area for the Hudson's Bay Company. What they found shocked them. They shot and killed it and they took a photograph of it. Then someone in the company ordered the photo suppressed. Yes, it seems that a cryptozoology conspiracy exists. Evidence, including photos and bodies, is kept from the press and public at large. It would seem that the government and corporate identities are actively covering up evidence of Bigfoot. While the governments of Canada and the United States could be trying to protect Bigfoot by suppressing evidence of their existence, some countries use the ape man to promote tourism. Countries like Nepal and Bhutan promote Yeti tourism, but still protect the species with national laws. It seems incredible, but the reality of the Sasquatch, the ape men that live on the fringes of civilization, seems hard to deny when faced with what seems to be an overwhelming amount of evidence. Could all the stories that have come down to us for nearly 200 years in North America be cases of misidentification of bears, or the occasional escaped circus gorilla, or hoaxes? That, to me, would be very difficult to swallow. So this is all pretty interesting. So, okay, so now that you got your answer on what the Hudson's Bay Company is, what's your opinion of their possible motivations in a conspiracy? And by the way, if you haven't listened to our Bigfoot Conspiracy podcast, check that out because it's a pretty good podcast and we go over the ins and outs of a possible conspiracy and cover up with the government in the know about the existence of Bigfoot and certain documentation, and including military documentation, proving that. But anyway, so Maxwell, Hudson's Bay Company, how do you view their complicity in a conspiracy or cover up if there is one? Um... I don't really know. I don't see the motive. I mean, I don't know. They, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a cover-up. Or, yeah. So how do you explain this photograph? How do you explain them either seizing the photograph or someone knowing about the photograph and breaking into their records office and stealing it? I mean, he must have known it was there, right? Unless he was just browsing through their records and stealing a whole bunch of stuff and he found that was interesting and stole it as well. And then what's the writing on the back of the picture? Is that a made-up story after the fact with the misspelled river and the misspelled town or area? I, I had a question about the photograph, actually. So some dude shot it, right? And it ended up at, at this place. Like, how did it, how did he, why did he even turn it in? I guess so I didn't apparently, that. well, that, those are, these are all good questions. I mean, there's very little information about this photograph. It's just the photograph and the writing on the back. So alleging the date the Hudson's Bay Company, and some guy named Holiday. So, or the last name possibly being Holiday. So, uh, yeah, it's it's tough, but um, I just completely forgot your question. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the mask off. Um, no, I just, uh, I don't, I don't get, like, I don't get why he had to steal it back. Okay, so like, I'm guessing this. If this was a photographer or one of the trappers or just an, a person nearby that was present when the photo was taken, if there was some kind of suppression or the the Hudson, the people working for the Hudson's Bay Company, they're basically government because there's no but there's no other ruling body or organization in that area. So if there's a hunter or a trapper that's not working for the Hudson's Bay Company, or maybe one of them is, but they have some kind of rank or whatnot. And they took it into the records. Maybe one of them wanted proof of this because it was so 
spectacular that they broke into the records office and got it. Or if it was the photographer that took the picture and then they stole, they kind of took it from him and he wanted to get it back. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, we draw our own conclusions from the information available. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's the, it's kind of weird if it would be the, if it's the photographer, because why would you steal, why would a photographer steal it back and not really gain anything? Well, from here's, well, here's what the actual text says. I'll read it again. They took the picture and the guy that was in the picture went and stole them back from the forestry record. So it seems, uh, I believe his last name was Holiday. So this Holiday guy was apparently in the picture. That means he wasn't in this picture. He was in other pictures and he wanted to go steal them. But for whatever reason, he only, or he stole all of them, but this is the only surviving one that someone has. How do we? Well, 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 he's not in it. So he probably just left it on purpose. But the writing says, that he was in the picture. It says the guy that was in the picture went and stole them back. So unless this is a cropped or is this is an, a, just a partial pick part of the picture and they're actual people who shot it in the background, or maybe he didn't want to be identified because he was the one that shot it and he didn't want people to be like, oh, these guys shot Bigfoot or whatever. So he wanted to steal the evidence that proves that he was there shooting Bigfoot. I don't know. Although in 1894, I mean, I don't think they... They really cared that much even about shooting humans, so I don't know. And it's like Wild West situation. Not to mention if he's standing there among a group of people, I don't know if he'd be saying, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're up to maybe Maybe he killed a human and he had the same gun in the photograph and he had to steal it back to protect himself or something. Wait, what human? I don't know. Maybe there was a murder around the area and he had a gun that he was in a picture with. Yeah, but most guns were all the same back then. Uh, we're talking 1894 how many different models of guns not to mention i mean how, how would that they didn't even have a court i don't think they even had a court set up i mean we're talking the wilderness here 1894 i mean there were some court systems i think i believe not in the middle of nowhere mm. uh, i don't know wait, wait where is this the, again where, where was this again the wilderness of canada uh, huh. this is pretty far from civilization so they're trappers and mountain men. So that's basically who we're talking about here. So not some of them might not have been working for the Hudson's Bay Company. I don't know. The back of the photo says Yalakom River around Liliot, BC, Forestry-Hudson Bay Company. So they took this picture. The guy in the picture went and stole them back from the Forestry Records Hudson Bay Company. I believe his name was Holiday. Don't know the last name. Never took all pictures, only one, and took pictures of the rest. I don't know what that means. Never took all pictures, only one, and took pictures of the rest. So did he have a camera with him? He took pictures of pictures, and he only took one picture? I mean, and then it says glass plate photography. But the glass plate photography part looks like it almost could have been added later. It's like circled. If you look at it, look at it. The rest of the text looks like it could have been written all at one time, but the part that says glass plate photography could have been added after. It's kind of weird. I mean, if we're talking in the 80s here, when this photo came to light, that's still almost 100 years. Would a photo 100 years old, wouldn't it be more decayed than this photo? I mean, how is it preserved? It's only got that one crease, a couple of little scratches. 
I mean, are we buying that this is really in 1894 just because it says it on the back? Mm. Well, I have this book, and there was a note in there, and I mentioned it earlier. The um, I think it's I think it was printed in 1930s, and there was a note in there, and it looks like kind of like this a little bit, like faded out. I don't know. This is actually kind. Of, this is this is actually kind of blurry, like the photo itself that you sent me. So, is there? Do you have a better one? Because I try to zoom in, and there's like I can't really, I can't even read with this writing. Oh, that's the one I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to read, but uh, I mean, you can. I, I read it for you. Mm. It was transcribed, but yeah, if you read the transcription, it, it matches pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, there's not. There's not really a better. Is it, is it is a transcription read with that or no? I I read it like three times already. Uh, uh, <laughs> it just says it's the year 1894 in the back. But my point was the glass plate photography part looks like it could have been added after. Yeah, yeah it looks. It looks like no. it looks like a different print. It, and it could be different pen. Yeah, it looks like a different pen and possibly different handwriting. Different pen, different time period. Just you know, yeah. Go back to looking at the photo of the Bigfoot. Does that look like it could have been taken in eighteen ninety four and survived with minimal decay? Um, are you saying that this has minimal decay? Minimal decay. Look at Is the photo of the Bigfoot. No, I, I see it with the snowshoes. Yeah, I see. It. Yeah, okay, yeah, I see it. So, so could that have been taken in eighteen ninety four? Like what? How would it? We're talking eighteen ninety four. I mean, the oldest photographs I've seen, I've handled in my hands. Well, there's probably, been, I've, were I've seen photographs that's kind of like higher quality than this. So I don't know. I'm not talking like what kind of preservation? If somebody stole this this from somewhere, where was it lying? Exposed to air? Like I have photos from from the fifties that are much from the nineteen fifties that are much worse than this. So I don't I don't even know if I'm maybe I've handled some photos from the forties, and they were much worse looking than this. We're talking this is eighteen ninety four. We're talking almost another fifty years from the forties from the nineteen forties. That's a half a century. What kind of decay would occur in a half a century? So it would be double decayed from photos from the forties even more. No answers, Maxwell. No thoughts on the age of this photograph. No, not gonna. I don't know how to tell, like, if this is freaking nineteen. I mean, it's definitely before nineteen twenties because I've seen nineteen fifties photos and it's not like this. It's not this beat up. So, well, I just told you I've seen I've seen photos from the forties that were much worse than this. Hmm. A lot more decayed. And is this a fake? Did they? I mean, obviously, it wasn't photoshopped if it was the '80s, but it was. Uh, it appears in the ver in the '82 book Bigfoot ca uh, case book. So they could have used, you know, other techniques, photo faking techniques. If this was really from, let's say, even the '50s, it could have been faked. Some people think that that looks like a puma. But I don't think so. That doesn't. Yeah. Make a big I I I saw a little. I th I thought a little bit of that, like a puma. But but then the the torso and the legs were just too long. But look at the the face. Kind of looks humanoid, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like a human human with a hat or something. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the it. Texture. Does the texture of that creature match? Kind of. Does it look fake? Like, look at the snowshoes, the trees. The the, the legs look, part. The legs part. It looks like it could have been manipulated. It's just so dark. It looks like a. It's just darkened out. Yeah, but so is that bush that's right next to it. But if you look at the snowshoes in the back of the trees, 
is it all consistent? Like, does it look like, because I don't, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think in 19, in 1894 that they'd be like making a fake animal with a costume and leaving it there. So either they took the photograph as is, or this was a faked image at well after the fact. I don't think they faked this image in 1894. But is there any proof that this image actually was taken in 1894 other than writing on the back of the photograph, which could have theoretically been written whenever? Because if they found it in 82 or however many years prior, I can't believe there's no history of the possession of this photograph. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We need more information on the history of who possessed the photograph when and how, how was this photograph discovered. Is this, is this the only body photograph? No, it is not. But this is what mm. this podcast episode is about. We will be going over plenty more Bigfoot bodies and photographs of bodies. So this one is just the oldest one that's known. 1894, there is no earlier known photograph of Bigfoot than this one. And if the Hudson, before we get into all the issues with the Hudson's Bay Company, whether or not, like what they did when they got the body. But I'm just, I want to finish kind of trying to figure out why there's no information. Where did this photograph come from? Because if this guy Holiday took it in 18, if he stole this photograph in 1894, or did he steal it six months later or a year later? Because the writing says they t- well, actually, it doesn't say. It just says year 1894. It doesn't say when the picture was taken or if 1894 was when the guy stole it or when 1894, the guy that stole it got possession of it. But normally when you write the year on the back of a photo, you are referencing when it was taken and the location it was taken at, as he did. So it seems like the the allegation is the photo was taken in 1894. When it was stolen back is unknown. Possibly that same year. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I don't know when it was stolen. All right, hold on. I think I just found something. So in the book, in the actual Bigfoot casebook book by Janet and Colin Board, page 27, it just says the photograph shows an unidentified animal shot by trappers in Lillooet, B.C. in the early 20th century. And it doesn't include the back plate, which is interesting. So where did that come from? Craig Woolheater wrote this article on Cryptomundo in November 2006, which included the photo of the writing. The first line of Craig's 2006 post was this. This photo was sent to Tom Biscardi by Lyle Billet of Victoria, Canada. I found the photo on his website and wanted to share it as I have never seen it before and imagine that many or most have not either. According to the board's pick was taken in the earliest 20th century. The Biscardi copy says 1894. Why wouldn't the boards just say late 19th century? I would say let's track down Lyle Billet and ask, but Lyle passed away in January of this year. And to be exact, he lived in Nanaimo, British Columbia. Hmm. So this is actually analysis from squatchdetective.wordpress.com. 
Analysis, the writing doesn't appear in the board's book. Could the handwriting have been added later? It should be considered since the only handwriting photo came from Tom Biscardi's site. Could it be Billet's notes? Well, I guess it's one mystery that went to the grave. How's that for something we didn't know until now? I guess someone rehashing it does have its benefits. Hmm. So it's kind of tough, right? Because if we don't have any proof that that back plate of the photograph is actually about that photograph, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I guess. And who is this Lyle Billet guy? So Tom Biscardi is a radio host and cryptozoology enthusiast. What what year was that article written when the person just died? Hold on, Tom Biscardi said he has he has personally seen Bigfoot seven times in forty five years. So this guy's pretty hardcore. This article was written April eighteenth, twenty fourteen. So. It seems like Lyle Billet died in 2014. Why did they not ask him about it? This would seem like one of the biggest smoking guns. I mean, it's it's astounding. Like the photo, and and in the book it says it's from the late 19th. Okay, it says it's from the early 20th century. That would put it in the early whatever 1905, 1910, 1915. Uh, where did the, it's kind of interesting, where did 1894 come from? Was that a mistake? But what's weird is, what's the true source of the photograph? So, hmm. Yeah, it's pretty weird. We'd have to track down Janet and Colin Board. I just I just thought of this, but uh, I think if I see Bigfoot, I'm going to throw rocks at it. Because that's how, that's how um, they try to take you out of their land. <laughs> they throw rocks at you. I don't know, it's kind of random, but just thought of that. Okay, so it's kind of weird. I mean, there's so much lacking information. I think, you know, most people would just scream hoax, or maybe the photo's real, but that accompanying photo of backplate or text, that could either not be real or pertaining to something else, right? Although it does seem to match in theme to the photograph. I mean, it does look like it was taken in the wilderness, so it wouldn't be that outlandish to think that trappers or mountain men would be involved in that. Or is the, is the whole thing just a hoax? Was that some photograph that was found by whomever and then the accompanying text that first appeared in 2006 was added later and kind of to kind of just increase the legend and the myth? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good thing you're doing a podcast on Bigfoot. <laughs> Wait, can you repeat what you said? I'm saying if the... Oh, man. Maxwell Army's back. <laughs> if the photo... If the text... So the photograph of the text on the back of the photo, alleged photo. Yeah. That first time the photo of the text appeared was in 2006. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So what I was saying is, was the text added later to kind of enhance the myth regardless of whether the photo is legitimate or not. Well, who would do such a thing? <laughs> uh, people online? Ah, uh, the conspiracy theorists. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Asking Lyle Billet would have probably been the way to go because he was the er person who originally had this photograph. Where did he get it? 
was it a family or a friend that had it forever and then he kind of sent it to a Bigfoot researcher? Or is he uh, a hoaxer? But there's not a whole lot of information about uh, Billet online. Some of these photos of other... I'm looking up other photos of Bigfoot researchers in similar type areas. I find photographs with like the wilderness in the background from the 60s actually looking quite consistent with uh, this particular photograph, the late 60s. And some of these black and white photographs, they have very, very similar uh, creases and uh, shades, which is pretty interesting. So you have no thoughts at all? Um, uh, well, I don't know. It's, um, I, I understand your skepticism as far as like adding the text on the thing and how... Well, let's go, I mean, we can go through different scenarios. If that's a puma, let's say that's some kind of weird puma. If someone found a photo of a weird puma, 1894 or 1920 or 30 or 1940 or 1960, whatever it was, they sent it to this Bigfoot researcher because maybe this person who found the photo thought it kind of looked like a Bigfoot. So maybe the photo is legitimate, maybe or maybe not from 1894. And then somehow this text got associated with it and that's the hoax but the glass plate photography it looks like it was added later this particular squatch detective wordpress brought the theory that this could have been taken from notes about the photo so that would mean that the boards possibly had more information that they didn't put in the book and this photograph was of their notes? Who knows? But if that's the case, that means they, the boards have more information and we need, to, uh, we need to find out. So we will definitely dig deeper on that end. But let's, uh, let's examine the angle of the Hudson's Bay Company. So as I said before, if they were kind of the de facto government of the area, what kind of motivation would they have? I mean, it couldn't have... The one thing that I uh, kind of took from reading Childress's article was that it didn't have to be a conspiracy. If they thought it was possibly even an undiscovered animal, they weren't necessarily hiding it. They just wanted, as he even postulated, they wanted it to display it in their, you know, they wanted to put it on display. So if if they skinned it and preserved it or whatnot, that could still be somewhere. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a conspiracy. It could have got lost or hidden away. It didn't have to be an intentional conspiracy. Uh, I saw this video, um on uh you know on bigfoot and this guy was um was kind was a hunter and he spotted uh, a bigfoot and he had a shot on him but he didn't take the shot because it just looked too human so i'm thinking i don't know man this i don't know i don't know what happened here but if if they shot this bigfoot it was because they thought it was something else or it wasn't looking at them or I don't know. Because just especially this photo, it's like it looks more human than the average Bigfoot description that I've seen. <laughs> this because like, <laughs> yeah, does that make sense? Like, like if this if this creature on the photo looked looked at you, I don't know if you would shoot it. I don't know unless it's coming after you, then you would shoot it. But it, it's too human. It's it's more. It's too much of a human form to shoot at. If you're, if you're like the, you know, a normal ethical moral person, 
I guess. I can see that, but I mean, some people think the same for all animals. Like, it's it doesn't have to look human for people not to want to shoot it. So it's like, I'm sure there's certain people that would have no problem shooting it. I mean, there's Bigfoot hunters out there that want to find it and shoot it. They want to have that body to prove. Mm, I actually, I actually would like to see a video of that, <laughs> like them, them like saying in video, "I want to kill a Bigfoot" or something like that. Not that I would like it. It's just that I find it. It would be interesting because you know, I hear, I hear this. Uh, well, I have, I've seen this. I didn't see it because it's just audio, but these people who talk to Bigfoot and they just record them talking because they're friends with them and they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to ruin the Bigfoot's privacy, so they don't really share that much except for audio and location and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, what do you think about this whole uh, earliest possible earliest known photo of Bigfoot? I'm I'm skeptical that photo is from 1894. Wait, which uh, what year? What decade do you think? I'm I'm looking through other photos here. I mean, it could be 40s, 50s, 60s, I think is more likely. Anywhere between the 40s, maybe even the 30s. But I, if I had to guess, I would say between the 40s and the 60s. There, I mean, there's photos of, like, the um, the Titanic. It's kind of, it's more clear than this. So it's, it's kind of, you know, that was because the Titanic was talking about, I'm not talking about clearness. I'm talking. I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the quality of the photography equipment. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's been quali good quality out there. I'm talking about the decay in the photo. How was it stored? This one random guy sent this sent people a photo. Where did he get this photo? Unless it's a photo of a photo, like if it was some kind of. If they use glass plate photography, there's some kind of original photo preserved, not lying out in the open, and someone possibly took a photo, let's say in the 40s, of this photo from 1894, then maybe, if, if photos were taken of the photos. But the original photo would have to be preserved somehow. So that's, I mean, I've, we don't know. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It's just, if I had to guess, just looking at all bunch of different photos, I would guess it was taken a bit later than 1894. Actually, um, I'm not familiar with glass. Uh, you probably explained it and I don't remember, but glass plate photography, I don't know what that is. I didn't explain it in this podcast, but we talked about it in our ghost evidence podcast. It's, you know, back then it wasn't easy to make uh, a photograph. It wasn't point and click. But, but let's get into it. That could actually provide a clue. So... Photographic plates preceded photographic film as a capture medium in photography. The light-sensitive emulsion of silver salts were coated on a glass plate, typically thinner than common window glass, instead of a clear plastic film. Glass plates were far superior to film for research-quality imaging because they were extremely stable and less likely to bend or distort, especially in large-format frames for wide-field imaging. The United States Library of Congress has a large collection of both wet and dry plate photographic negatives dating from the from 1855 through 1900. Over 7500 of which have been digitized from this period 1861 to 1865. I'm going to look at some of these. Yeah, you know what? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at some of these older ones. I suppose it's possible it was from 1894, but I'm still, I'm just very, very skeptical. 
I mean, we got the crease there in the photograph. I think if it's from 1894, is it a photograph of a photograph? So you're not you're not that skeptical. Yeah, because I re I really have nothing to go by. I mean, I mean, well, first off, like, what's the what's the relevance of it? I mean, if it's uh, so what? It's like 40 years apart from well, what you're guessing. Here's the relevant. Here's the relevance. If it was shot in, let's say, the 60s, or or even the late 50s, when when Bigfoot was getting big, um, or Bigfoot prints were being made, like, there's much more likely that photograph was faked, as in they faked the body. So the photo is real. Whereas if it was in 1894, I would, if, if it could be proven that that photograph was taken in 1894, I don't think anybody's faking anything. If it's a, I mean, if it's some kind of weird Puma or if it's a Bigfoot, it's, I think it's legitimate. The, if, the, if you prove the photo is 1894, I think it's, I think whatever animal is pictured in that photo was really it was is a real animal and was killed. But if it was fifties or sixties, uh, I'm not sure. You know that that opens the door a little bit more. I mean, obviously, if it was from like, you know, the late sixties, seventies, eighties, more likely to be faked. Uh, but you know, I don't know. It's definitely old. So you're right. It's less likely to be faked. But if it was eighty, if it could be corroborated that it's 1894, I think that's huge. And I think the implications of that, too, are that there could have possibly been a lot more of them in the 1890s. And this, you know, this, because it, if they're out there, I mean, again, it's, it's hard to say. There's, the wilderness areas are very large, but, you know, there's all these stories about Bigfoot being killed. So it's kind of interesting. But, I, I mean, if it could be proved, I don't know. It could be, I, I suppose it could be that year, but just... Based on photographs I've looked at, I think it might be more likely that it was taken later. Especially in the book, they're saying it was early 1900s, not 18. I mean, it's not the biggest difference if it was like 1904 or whatever. Ten years difference, not not huge, but I don't know. So you're right. Like, I guess we don't need to get stuck on that. But regarding the Hudson Bay Company and some kind of conspiracy or cover-up, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't really know. I mean... I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's what? What are they covering up? Like, there's Bigfoot. Well, if it, <laughs> like, if it's a widespread cover up, I mean, they're just in on it. That that's what Childress was kind of uh, alluding to. Whereas I like the alternate scenario I proposed is there was no cover up. They skinned it. They preserved it. It was in somebody's office. It got lost somewhere. Lost to time. I mean, if it really was 1894, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that got lost from 1894. There's stuff that got lost from the fifties. Like that's that's interesting. That's that's interesting, like how you just said that. I mean, there must have been other incidents like this that was never reported. They I mean, these hunters were you know, Absolutely. they would kill they would kill just they would kill Bigfoot and they would be like, Oh wow, this is a strange animal and they would just keep it in their inner circle and they'll hang it on the wall or something and what if there like, was, and, and, it, and it never gets past that. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, was, I can see that happening. What if there was an active extermination of Bigfoot? That's one of the theories. There's a Bigfoot massacre theory regarding even the Patterson-Gimlin film, and we'll be getting into that in a dedicated podcast. But uh, what if there was uh, an extermination going on of Bigfoot? Oh, that's, that's very interesting. That There could have been like a... 
like a community of Bigfoot hunters that kept to themselves. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I don't know where you pulled that off. Oh, Adam. But, but that's, I mean, that's, that's interesting though. I think that's crazy. I, I think, think that's and, a lot more unlikely, but if there was, for example, if the Hudson's Bay company and other government type entities, if they're pushing expansion and colonizing of this new, new world, they need to get rid of these gigantic creatures that would prevent human i mean you can't build a city where a bunch of sasquatches are living so if there was a a consorted effort to just exterminate any and all sasquatches or bigfoot from certain areas and this one particular hunter or trapper he didn't know what he was getting into like let's say he works for the hudson's bay company he thinks they're just you know killing other types of animals for furs and then these Bigfoot, they look so human-like, he has a problem with it. And maybe he wants to blow the whistle. Maybe he wants to, you know, that's why he breaks in and steals the photo. But, but nothing came out of it, though, right? Well, how After we, he stole how, it. How do well, we know? No, well, 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 maybe nothing. he reported it. Maybe he reported it to certain people and it was either well, suppressed or, well, I mean, how yeah. many people are there to report yeah, it? Yeah, well, 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 obviously it never came to public light, so... You know, that's uh, whatever happened. If he t did try to do it like that, then maybe he was ill. Maybe he went to some kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he traveled back to a city yeah. and uh, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. It's it's crazy to think about. Yeah, but I definitely think you were right about uh, if you know, obviously, if Bigfoot is real, if Sasquatch is real, there probably have been quite a few scenarios where this has occurred, whether or not there was an extermination or not. If just these bizarre creatures were killed and it just never reported anywhere. Always a lot of things to ponder on the Mind Shock podcast. We hope you enjoyed another edition. If you like our podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Any thoughts, comments, suggestions, feel free to leave them in the comments section. And if you like the video, hit the like button. Feel free to share it across social media platforms like our Facebook page. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you're subscribed. And you can also check us out on Twitter, Reddit, and Patreon. This is Bruce McGuire signing off. And Maxwell Powers.